Ezekiel Sims. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Welcome back to A Star Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we're your hosts, Jeffrey. And Di. Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Howdy doody. Hello, hello. (laughs) Okay, so there's been a lot of chat and like news in the last week and a half, so... Bear with us. So we're gonna just jump right into it. Let's go, right? Yes, because I I am exhausted. <laughs> Before we get, I just sat in traffic. near two hour traffic. Woo, L.A. And because of the the episode we are doing today, I have popped open. Oh yeah. I need you to do it oh, too. Yeah. I've already. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this first. Mm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. ASMR. Uh, yeah, especially given given uh, the the this, the topic of discussion. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna crack open this cold one that Jeff brought me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a nice one. Okay, here a we nice, go. A nice a nice brewski for this recording. Oh, gonna need Just it. something to take the, the steam <laughs> off, you know. Yeah, for real. Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. So yeah. So first up on the list, Deadpool three trailer. From the Super Bowl dropped, uh, and the film arrives officially July 26th, and it dethroned Spider-Man No Way Home for the most trailer views in a 24-hour period with 365 million views. That is crazy. I mean, it is. I've rewatched it a good amount of times in the past week, and I'm like, yeah. this is an insane. It's it's incredible. It's insane. Yeah. And and then because of that, I went to my friend. I went to Nick's house. Mm. Uh, we we me and my roommate we hung out there and we were just you know we watched we watched the trailer mm-hmm. and then we but we watched deadpool one and two back to oh, back nice. and i was like josh wow Brown, this baby. is really good these movies are still good Don't and now i'm like wow now now disney is that and I, now he's in the mcu in the next one so it's like yeah. what a change of pace it's gonna be absolutely and legitimately insane um yeah so so that's super exciting of course everybody just absolutely like devouring that trailer and already identifying Easter eggs. And so we've seen obviously some of the characters that are being revealed, including uh, Aaron Stanford's um, Pyro. Pyro, yep. um, And then what appears to be uh, Eliath um, from Loki. And then of course the TVA. Yeah. So much good stuff. (laughs) It's, yeah. Deadpool is definitely in a special segment of his own just because he's such a great character. Yes. In that it is truly a role that Ryan Reynolds was probably born to play. Yeah. Um, as silly as that might be. But it's he's such a, an iconic character. And the films are obviously so ridiculous. But they're so well done at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, very difficult for any other character to do. Yeah. So it's Deadpool season. I'm really excited. I can't wait till summer. It's going to smash the box office. Yeah. I love that it didn't. like. I know people were kind of worried about when Fox was bought yeah. by by Disney and mm-hmm. it's like oh Deadpool's now in the MCU it's like like oh are they going to yeah. like, PG13 him like yeah, you know but no like way. no it is a very yeah. very hard R and they know, and they didn't dial him back at all I, mean, yeah. I think you see that in the trailer Exactly and I love that like and and you know they 
right off the bat. And again, that's just the trailer. Yeah. So teaser imagine, trailer for that. Exactly. It's a teaser trailer. So it's not even the full length trailer yet. Um, and it's that it's just that. So I'm sure the film is going to be absolutely insane. I remember when Deadpool two came out, my nephew was like, can I watch that movie? And I think he was like 10 <laughs> oh my at gosh. the time. And I was like, no, honey, you can't watch it. Like, Not yet. This isn't, this isn't me just saying you can't watch it. Like, you actually cannot watch it. Yeah. Now he's older. So I think he's 16 now. And so he'll be able... I, uh, no, he can't watch it. <laughs> so he's probably going to try and sneak in. Because I think at this point he's seen one and two. But but yeah. Uh, can't wait till summer. Uh, yeah. That'll be great. And so uh, next on the list... X-Men 97, man. I know you're excited. Confirmed. Jeff, let me be perfectly <laughs> honest. <laughs> In that, okay, first, it is it is debuting on Disney Plus on March 20th. It is confirmed to not be actually connected Canon. to the MCU yeah. at, in any point, which does, uh, of it's course, fine. that makes total sense to me. Um, and it is a, a continuation of the original series from 1992. But I was teeming with excitement at first. And I say oh. it first because my beloved ah, that's Chris right. Potter is no longer Gambit. Mm. And so I don't know how many people actually know this, but um, Entertainment Weekly confirmed the roster in which the cast is appearing. And so um, a lot of the OGs are still around. Um, pretty much everyone who was willing to come back to the table and, and you know, hadn't passed and hadn't passed away mm-hmm. um, could because uh, Norman Spencer, he was actually Cyclops. He passed away some years ago. Mm. And I believe a couple of other fellows passed away as well. But needless to say, I kind of, when you when you hear, oh, they're coming back, you think, oh, everyone's coming back as themselves. No, yeah. no, they're not. <laughs> and so Jubilee, Jean Grey, and Gambit have all been shuffled around. Um, and their f- previous voice actors are now new roles in the series. And so Gambit, Gambit's old voice actor is now Cable. Um, ah, and oh. Yeah. So that very much changes the dynamic in general. And so, yeah, it's interesting because it is still the same rogue. So I'm kind of like, damn, they just really were like, mm. now I feel it. I told a friend, I was like, so this is what the fanboys feel like when they're like, my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, my childhood. And then I was like, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> But but yeah, I'm still excited. I'm just not as excited because he is still in the show. Yeah. So I love that he's still there. But it's funny after that released, we me and my roommate we we were like, I was like, did you ever watch this? Like when when it was out? And mm-hmm. he's like, I don't think so. And oh so, wow, really? Yeah. So we we put on the pilot first episode, <laughs> season one, episode one. Trauma. And I was like, I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is. This is 90s to a T. Yeah. Embodies everything about the 90s. Yeah. Everything. I was like, all right. <laughs> it was another era for sure. And it was it was also so iconic because, again, those costumes reflected in that show are still the ones that people want no, yes. now. Yes. You know? That was literally 30 years ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm still excited. It, it's going to be great to see the show um, come out and see... If they where and how they continue, uh, from from the from the cast again, like the fact that Chris Potter is now Cable, and some of the characters they showed in the trailer, I get the vibe that they're gonna follow this um, arc in X Men series two that was called Executioner Song, mm-hmm. um, which is very Cable heavy. So uh. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get him that way. So that'll be that'll be good. Um, but yeah, so that's 
that's that's the shtick with the uh, the X Men, and again, it'll it's debuting in less than a month officially. So, yeehaw! Know, yeah. And then, uh, in addition to that, Spider Man Two New Game Plus arrives in two weeks after the drop of this episode. Um, and so, some of the details actually merged today, I believe, including some of the the accessibility features. And so, they're they're releasing Hellfire Gala suits, which is interesting because Spidey is not really in the x-men uh, hellfire gala like I, I don't know where they're pulling that from yeah bucky tell him <laughs> and then there's new symbiote suit styles which mm-hmm. is going to be interesting so will we see like some form of carnage or something who knows okay change color symbiote abilities so that's interesting um ability to change the time of day <laughs> I yay. Mean, yay. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then Game Head's uh, charity suits. So apparently the suits are not so great, but you can get those for five bucks. It goes to charity. Eh, sure. Sure. No, it's great. But, but yeah. Other than that, that's that's all about. At least the story, new storyline. Yeah. Is, I would have been so. great. Maybe. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. So March 7th, uh, get your game on. Um, aside that, uh, I did. I found by accident paley fest uh loki is coming to paley fest in april so for april fool's day you can spend it with the the god of mischief himself as well as the cast and the production team what's paley fest do you not know what paley i don't know i don't think i did really yeah that's surprising it's uh based off of the paley it was the paley museum of television and film i believe Uh. and it used to be in beverly hills i think it's still there but i don't know (laughs) And it essentially supports the arts. Oh, nice. And so Paley Fest itself, they have held it at the Kodak Theater or in Hollywood and Highland area mm-hmm. for the last uh, 10 years or so. Oh, wow. And so every season, which is essentially every year, they have a suite of TV shows that they bring in the team to ah. discuss the film or show. And so I've gone for like, I've gone for This Is Us. I've gone for... Walking Dead, number of times, like a bunch of different shows, and this is Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec was iconic because everybody came back, and it's uh, a ten year anniversary, so it yeah. was like Chef's Kiss. But I believe this is the first time a Disney property is actually coming oh, through. Okay. Because if they were to do like Wandavision or something, that would have been during pand- pandemic. Yes. So they, yeah, they wouldn't have done it. You know. Yeah. So I think this is the first time, and of course it, it it's Loki because season two obviously ended so phenomenally that it makes sense for them to bring them in or just popularity who knows but uh but yeah so they, they it's almost sold out if you don't have a ticket you should probably check it out or go on step hub or something uh they are kind of crazy you can get a mezzanine seat for about 50 bucks but if you want to sit down in the orchestra oh. yeah sounds about right yeah so uh so get you some of that and then also the hollywood bowl thing with the the infinity saga is happening I did some research. It's all packages. It's just all packages. It's part of their package, like summer package system. So they're $350. Whack. (laughs) Jeff and I were looking at tickets in in disbelief. I don't want to see five shows. I I just want to see that one. I just want to see that one. And there are two dates, three dates. So it's like August 10th for some reason. I don't know what it is. Then back to back August 30 and 31. 
I don't know if single tickets are available or will be, but there's also something. It's whack. I know. I really want to see it. And then related but not related, I believe that the Spider-Verse, Across the Mm Spider-Verse is coming around or with the orchestra this time. Yeah. Last time it was Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. This time I think it's Across. So it might be the new film with Daniel Pemberton actually playing live for each show. I guess when I saw him, it was just a special one. Mm. But this run, he's doing the full thing. So the live orchestra thing is really making its rounds. So I'm going to try and look out for tickets for that. And last but not least on this list, the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. What a bombshell. So uh, this was announced on Valentine's Day itself, which is fantastic. Um, and the film drops July 25th, 2025, almost an exact year after Deadpool. So um, the film is also switching places with Thunderbolts, which has now been pushed up to release on May 2nd, 2025. They go back to filming next month. They do. Should be a good time. Although I'm a little concerned that they're still writing the script. But hey man, it is what gotta it is. Pu- gotta push them dollar. <laughs> gotta push them dollars out. And they gotta do it. <laughs> people's schedules change. Yes, exactly. Actors' ch- schedules change. Yeah. So I I keep knocking on wood because I'm like, dude, if they change it one more time, like Florence Pugh is probably out or somebody important is, yeah. is going to be out. And it's like, no, you got to leave them in. Um, but back to the Fantastic oh yeah, because Four. David Harbour is filming Stranger it, Things. Exactly right. The final season of Stranger Things. Exactly right. So, so it's like you mess up that schedule. Yep. If you can't work around that schedule. Yep. He's probably he, his character can't be in there. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Which could be part of the last minute changes. Exactly. For all we know. <sighs> but uh, thankfully enough, we do have our Fantastic Four family uh, in Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Eben Moss Bachrock. Is that how you say his last name? Bachrock. I wish I knew. Yeah, Bachrock and Joseph Quinn. Speaking of Stranger Things, Eddie Munson from season four. Was that four? <laughs> Five? Four. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, the last season. <laughs> he, was, he was the Metallica guy. Um, yeah. So I like this cast. I love it. Yeah. I'm uh, absolutely okay with it. Well, because remember, like, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, someone had dropped, like, this is who it is. And it was not officiated by any means, but there was a different person for for both, I think it was Ben and Johnny. Yeah. Two different people. Yeah. And so when they actually dropped that it's Eben and Joe, I was like, oh, actually, <laughs> I'm good with that. I'm 100% good with this cast. How do you feel about it? I mean, like, it's, uh, it's you never know until, like, you see the movie and, who's involved and obviously it's uh matt shackman is directing it mm. he who did uh wandavision yes so um so, and, so and, do you think it's gonna and then people were de- were deducing from just that one that singular post <laughs> that they were like they're yeah. like oh this takes place in the 60s yeah because of the magazine that the time cover the time it's a yeah. time cover of it's nixon I think. nixon yeah and they're like oh so it takes place in the 60s the way that their suits are yeah because it's very like 60s cloth it's not really modern yes. mcu-fied yes Mo- <laughs> so which i love yeah so it's kind of like oh like oh, okay where what are they gonna like what are they gonna approach this if it takes place in that era the 60s mm-hmm. 70s it's like how is it you know mcu mm-hmm. canon but it works because Obviously, mm-hmm. Captain America vs. Avengers take place in the 40s. I'm so sorry. 20s. 
No, 40s. 30s, 40s. 30s, 40s. Captain Marvel in yeah. 90s. Yeah. And you eventually bring them to the modern time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just I'm just curious to where they, uh, where they, where the story goes and how mm. they bring you know that group of mutants. Well, you remember? <laughs> do you remember the line that Doctor Strange fed jo- John Krasinski? Yeah. Is like it, some, did you guys chart in the 60s? Yes. And so I was did, like, whoa, <laughs> that could be an actual correlation, even though it is multiverse, so to speak. That's yeah. that same singular event could have been consistent across multiverses. And so if this takes place in the 60s, it could be the same event that Doctor Strange mentions because he is technically from 616. So it all kind of makes sense. Not that we have to go there, but but my theory is that it does take place in the 60s and they do their whole 60s thing. It's going to be amazing. And that the end or the climax of the film or maybe after they've defeated the bad guy, whoever it may be, Galactus probably. Oh yeah, they think, get, yeah, I just saw that too. They get zip zop zapped out of that time frame or they get lost in space. And then there's a reemergence where they're brought back, but it's current timeline, which would I guess would be 2026 at the, or 27 yeah. by that time. So maybe they're time displaced in some way. Yeah. Um, but either way, no matter what the treatment, I mean, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> I'm gonna nice. see I Oh, dang nice. it. I didn't mean to say it, but it, it does. It does seem really like awesome. It seems like it's already got a strong foundation and it'll be. Yeah, it, uh, excited for the potential of it. And it seems that all these actors are uh, familiar with each other. Yeah. Uh, now probably work together. I don't yeah. know if they've all worked together um, like one with the other at yeah, another project, but that was a great rollout. All yeah. the actors posted Fantastic. on their Instagram. They yep. tagged every, you know. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I like that to make even to make uh, even Moss included. Yeah, they had his picture as yeah. a, as an astronaut. <laughs> yeah, so that like like so oh good. by the way like this is who the thing is. Yeah. So yeah. you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love I love 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 Vanessa Kirby. Oh, she's. Fantastic. I love her so much. God, I'm going to keep saying fantastic. But yes, <laughs> she she was definitely the one that I didn't really... I was like, oh, I don't know if they can get her. But the fact that they did, she was... A little known fact, she was my original pick for Yelena. Mm. Before they announced Lawrence Pugh, I was like, man, I would like to see Vanessa Kirby in an MCU film. And who would she be? I was like, oh, she'd be the White Widow because she just... She kicks absolute ass yeah. in, in all the films that she's in. So... um. It's it's going to be interesting to see her as Sue of all people because you know she is an intellect and more of like a sort of uh, mind focused character, yeah. not so much you know hand to hand combat. But hey, yeah, she looks great. I mean, she's going to look great. She's going to be amazing as that that character. And again, like she said, like Marvel's like first lady. She really is yeah. Sue Storm and, and the Fantastic Four. That is truly the a fam. pretty cool <laughs> title to have. Yeah, exactly. So she's English, right? No, actually, maybe English. Because I was going to say, so Vanessa and Joseph are, so Sue and Johnny they're, are English. They're, they're, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me considering the track record. That'd be hilarious <laughs> if they so come great. out as English. Oh, like actual English proper in the film. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, you know, of course, and and, you know, this is obviously a discussion that we can take on another day. But you know, the talk of Pedro Pascal and his ability, quote unquote, to take on this role, and and so far, like with the discussions I've had with people who are like questioning, like, oh, I don't know if he can do it. He doesn't really have me convinced. And I was like, 
and I ask why, and they're like, well, he's the like the it guy, and and my debate has been. Scarlett Johansson was the it girl. Florence Pugh is an it girl. Jeremy Renner had just done the like heart yes. locker. A number of these people that have been casted in iconic roles in the MCU were all it people at one point. Yeah. And so it's it's they're not breaking the standard at all. And also the fact that and I've seen every single one of these projects, but Narcos, Mandalorian, the the last of us and game of thrones pedro has been fantastic in all of them and yeah. those are all his major projects so far yeah and then so, some and then people say i don't really see him as as reed yeah and then did you see that <clears throat> that zoom interview of how he remembers his lines yes and then he it's how, so it's, how it's literally psychotic like the zodiac yes, type of thing it's incredible. and then someone was like this is literally how reed richard's minds work so yeah yes. i think he's gonna be fine i didn't even see that but it's absolutely true you know? and, <laughs> and for those people who don't know like they had a zoom call with a, a few other actors i think it was for bafta some I, might have been something, something for that yeah and like that. they were all sh- all the actors were sharing how they memorize lines and of course like kieran culkin and other fo- folks are on this call with pedro and pedro is like yeah and he shows a picture and it's just and letters it's, it's just letters it looks like like rune scroll so like people were saying like oh, like oh he's literally the zodiac yeah because <laughs> it looks like it looks like a crossword puzzle yeah but he remembers it because it's the first word of each every line yeah line which is absolutely incredible first letter of each word Word in in a line line. yeah it's amazing so good for him i think he's gonna smash it yeah can't wait very excited um and so for that we probably won't even see they probably don't even film until maybe april may of this year and then we won't see anything for that until next february so probably valentine's day again they'll drop a teaser or Super try Bowl. to get Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Um, so th- we might get a double doozy. We might get Thunderbolts and a Fantastic Four uh, serve up. So we'll see. Uh, all that said, now it's time to go into our character study for today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to be, I'm probably going to go through this beer very quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a, a reminder we are not experts and we don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. Yeah. And in this episode, we are nerding out, are we? Over <laughs> Madame Web. <laughs> it's going to be the last time I hear that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I, I fully expect myself to never speak the words Madame Web uh, ever again. Uh, but yes, we're going to tackle this character. Um, and Jeff just saw the film. I did. Like 24 hours ago. On just Monday. Just a little bit over. Oh, Monday. Oh, Monday. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah. So two days ago, Jeff saw it. I saw it on opening day with, with eight people <laughs> in the theater. Um, and, you know, it has had a, quite a spectacle online. But uh, before we get into all of that, because um, we're going to just jump right off the tracks with this one. That's going to be amazing. Uh, Madame, what? How sh- should I just call it Cassandra? Like, what should I don't know if I. I think I feel we can like, do Madam Web. <laughs> Madam Web. It sounds so weird. I feel like saying Madame Web. Well, if you say if you say Cassie, Cassie, I just feel like it's like because because, yeah. but because Sydney Sweeney's in the in the movie. I'm gonna think mm. I'm gonna think Euphoria, Euphoria but that's not even <laughs> it's not even her character's name, right? But <laughs> oh man, okay. Madam Web. <clears throat> yes. Madam Web. Okay, I'm hold it back. Madam, it's really wow. Madam it Web. is legitimately hard for you to not say. It's hard. Madam Web. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And I did this to myself. You know what I mean? Like it's not even. Oh man. Okay. So 
Madam Web <laughs> was created by Denny O'Neill, John Romita Jr., and Joe Sinnott. And so, as expected, she makes her first appearance in The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, number 210, actually, uh, cover dated November 1980. And the story itself is uh, titled The Prophecy of Madam Web. Uh, do you want to give a uh, guess at the cover price for this 1980? Oh. So you've not are, done this one yet. Are we in the trip didge? Nah, not yet. Oh. No no trip didge. It's probably not till like the 2000s or something. Eh, 90s. Uh, I will go 50 cents. Oh, yes. 50 cent. Woo! <laughs> I ain't talking Curtis Jackson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, in the club. So, 50 cents. You could get that issue for 50 cents when it came out in its heyday. And so, uh, as far as graded versions of this comic go, I found on Shortbox a CGC 9.8 for a cool 2850 bucks. Oh, my so God. So, she's still worth, even though, like, you know, because the She's last worth episode, something. Yeah, the last episode we did was Drax, and Drax, in culmination with Thanos and Star Fox and Kronos and all these other characters, it bumped up the, the book worth so much more. But Madam Web on her own is worth almost $3,000 at that near mint price. Um, and it, it was very similar on eBay, 9.8 as well, for two grand. But interestingly enough, and this is how you know it's because of the hype, the fair market value for the comic is 700 to 1,000. Whoa. So people are like, yeah, that movie's out. I'm going to cash in. It's like, no, bro, you're not going to cash in. <laughs> no one's going to buy it for $3,000 when it's only worth, at peak, a grand. So good on you, I guess. <laughs> the lowest I found um, on short bucks was a CGC 4.0. You can get that for 80 uh, or 6.0 on eBay for 90 And then if you just want the issue by itself, no special grading, you could find it for about 100 150 to start. Again, it's probably being jacked up. Probably going to see 300 500 just because people think uh-huh. they can cash in. But, you know, so yeah, that's the cover. Uh, it's so funny seeing the cover because she's <laughs> old. Yes, she's old old uh-huh like grandma like 70 years old old yes yes and then you just try to like like oh that's dakota johnson who's that, exactly young and pretty young and beautiful right and so i assume this is the first exposure to the character that you've had you caught me i'm so sorry because <laughs> 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 she's she's been in other media I, I believe she was in the cartoon at one point um and not that she's had like overwhelming presence in pop pop culture in general but that is genuinely what a weird way to like be introduced yeah no I w yeah yeah um okay so let's we I, I have a feeling we're just gonna start riffing so i'm gonna get all these facts out while we can lay it on us um so physical card so i don't i i me myself and i do not have a physical card but i was able to find one um with a proper uh introduction to this character so from the 2021 Skybox Marvel Universe set, the uh, information on Madam Web says, Peter Parker thought psychics were a load of hooey before kidnapping at the Daily Bugle forced him to seek Madam Web's guidance. Not only did he, the blind clairvoyant solve the crime, she also figured out Spider-Man's true identity. 
So there's a lot going on in this card. Mm-hmm. Jeff is making like a meh face. It's Rightfully not as, so. Not as exciting as you would think. No, not at all. And also, <laughs> there's, there's a tremendous error on this card in that it says the Daily Bugle. So we're going to get into that in a moment. But I wanted to kick off <laughs> this uh, section, an introduction, further introduction. I just to saw the, the listener comment. <laughs> I just <laughs> saw it. From uh, Marissa and April on Instagram. So many questions, like WTF. <laughs> Which is super fair. That's a very that's a very valid Incredibly, reaction. Yes, because everybody is asking is yeah. asking the same thing. Like, what? also before we continue, <laughs> yes, go for it. The way we the things that we we might say that criticize this movie, it's not to talk bad on the filmmakers, creators, artists that worked <laughs> on this. Great disclaimer. Yes, I, I want to say that because because we both are artists in our own right. Yes, and we know what it takes to create in art in each other's mediums exactly right we yeah. are not we are not bashing yes the the artist involved right. in making this film right 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 we will always be team sony sucks <laughs> yes. i'll say that out loud you don't have to say it but I'll, I'll say it i mean you saw my tweet right they <laughs> they don't know how to run a movie franchise okay we're gonna move on yeah so we're gonna move on um but yeah you know as you see on this cover amazing spider-man with spider-man and madam webb but in the actual film, there is no Spider-Man. There's no Spider-Man anything. It's just Madam Web. Um, but uh, speaking of the comic, let's go ahead and get into her comic book origin. So Cassandra Webb with two W uh, with two Bs nice. is indeed her name in the comics. It's not something that Sony just dreamed up. Sure. Uh, also known as Madam Web. However, I will say, as as I tell this origin story, you're gonna be like. None of this happened in the film, which is absolutely true because they made up pretty much all of it. So let's go on and uh, dive into this. So this issue, number 210, opens with Peter Parker and one of his then love interests. So this is a post-Gwen Stacy death world for Peter Parker. Uh This is when it takes place. It's like, I don't know, 10, 15 years after for us, but for him, it's like four four years maybe yeah um and so he's walking along with this woman named deborah whitman who is also um a student uh secretary at esu where he goes to college and so she he's it starts it's like a cold start so they're already engaged in this conversation and she's telling peter about how she's interested in seeing this psychic named madam webb and she pulls out the business card and he's like like the, like the trading card said he's like that's a bunch of Hooey. Yeah. <laughs> and so um but but Deborah is interested in her in particular because she's apparently uh, a specialist in the work of paranormal phenomena. Mm-hmm. So Deborah's like, oh I, I would like to see this woman and see what she's all about. And so um, you know, the story takes place just as she, as negotiations for the Globe or the Daily Globe newspaper, the rival of the Daily Bugle is about to change publishing management. And it's it's all part of this elaborate plan made by a man named Rupert Dockery. So if you rewind a bit, there are two newspapers in this world at this current time, Earth, Earth six, uh, 616, mm-hmm. Daily Globe and Daily Bugle. And so currently, mm. at this point, and I believe uh, uh, Eddie Brock worked for the Globe as well. Yes. Yeah, and so Peter Parker was working at the Globe at this time. 
Oh. He's not gone into the world of Daily Bugle, of the Bugle at all. Yet. Yeah, this is Are they the same? Are, on the, are, they, are they on the same level? I, w- I would say so. Maybe the Globe's even bigger. Okay. In a weird way, because it's, you know, again, rival rival papers. And so Rupert Dockery wants to basically own and manage this business. He wants all the money, the, f- the so-called fame and such. Yeah. And so he concocts this plan for a group of hired hands to intercept the negotiations and then kidnap the woman in charge and, and sort of make it like she signed the company over to him and it was all done legitimately and then he can print whatever he wants. He can you know control the media, mm-hmm. um, essentially. And so the woman in charge that's, that is there, she's actually planted by the actual owner and founder of, this, of the globe. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> It's 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 kind of a weird sidebar slash side story in that the original woman uh, is an older lady, and so she, for whatever reason, I guess, is very vain. Hired a beautiful model type to be her stand-in for this meeting. Uh huh. So Dockery and his men don't realize that they've kidnapped a decoy. <laughs> Oh. And so there that just adds more more of a twist to the entire story that's unfolding. And so Spidey then, you know, cuz this is again, this is Peter Parker is at going to work essentially. Yeah. And all this starts to go down and he's like great. <laughs> great, just great. You know, it's it's supposed to be another day at work. Instead, there's a kidnapping unfolding. And so what happens? He becomes Spider-Man. He goes in pursuit of these guys kidnapping the woman, and for whatever reason, he's just not as nimble as he should be. They get away. Yeah. But when he's examining the area, he finds a similar if not identical business card for Madam Web uh in front of the elevators. And he's like Oh, this is interesting. Why why would this be here? And so he then thinks, okay, there must be some connection with the kidnappers yeah. and Madam Webb. So then he goes to find said Madam Webb. And then um he he is immediately met with Madam Webb herself. And it's it's pretty funny because like he <laughs> he enters and he's met with this insane look. Like just imagine going into a room and then being met with this old woman on a spider-esque throne (laughs) with a long droopy dress that just kind of melts into the floor. And there's all these mechanisms that are hooked up to her. And so uh, what essentially is going on is that the character has this, (laughs) I'm going to try and say this as well as I can, especially with a beer in my system. She has... Myas Theni Gravis. Uh-huh. As one does. AKA <laughs> MG. And so that's a according to Google, it is a chronic autoimmune disorder in which antibodies destroy the communication between nerves and muscle, resulting in weakness of the skeletal muscles. Myasthenia gravis affects the voluntary muscles of the body, especially those that control the eyes, mouth, throat, and limbs. Uh-huh. So as a result of her condition, Madame Webb sits in and uses that spider-looking apparatus to basically live. It's her lifeline. So it helps her breathe. It helps her just 
conduct in a manner that keeps her alive. It's mm-hmm. a life support system for her. It just happens to look like a crazy spider yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's basically what the character's all about right off the bat. And so the uh, the the clipping that Spider-Man found ended up belonging to to Belinda, the, uh-huh. the the model who was actually a student of Madame Webb's, and and um, Madame Webb's powers enlighten her not of the specifics, but the details that um, has Spidey like actually believing the words that are coming out of her mouth. So she's prophesizing all this thing, all these things that are about to happen. And Spider-Man has gone from a skeptic skeptic to like, okay, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. she is onto something. Because, you know, it, it, the, the funny thing is, is that Spider-Man has precognitive like, uh, powers himself. Yes. He can, he, spider sense. And so this is essentially her version, but she has psychic abilities instead. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Spidey then goes off to save the day, which he does, as one does. Um, but... But with all with all of this chaos happening, the globe goes under. The ah. the founder decides to just com- give up completely. Yeah, the newspaper goes under, and he's like, it's so funny because he's just absolutely like, ah, oh, there goes my money. Now I have to find another job. This is, <laughs> again, this is Peter Parker that's yeah. out of college or in college and a full fledged grown man, and so. Uh, he's like, gosh, you know, like, what am I going to do now? And then ring, 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 the phone rings, and it's Matt, my damn web. <laughs> and she calls him up, and um, his first thought is, how did she find me? And so because of her powers, she was able to deduce that he is Peter Parker. She knew who he was despite never seeing his face. Obviously, she's blind, but she, she, her foresight and her psychic abilities allowed her to know his identity. So she found him, called him up, and then all she says is that, uh, do not worry about your present financial situation. It will be resolved, not precisely as you would wish, perhaps, but even as we speak, your name is being mentioned by the one who will who would employ you. <laughs> and so Peter's like, okay. <laughs> and then it cuts to this wonderful panel. Typical. <laughs> I want to make, make the kid a proposition. His line is busy. <laughs> Jesus, stop. <laughs> well, I'll keep trying until I get through to him. As sure as his name is Peter Parker. And then it says, his name is J. Jonah Jameson, publisher of the Daily Bugle. And this is the beginning. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, there's our clip for the show, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she oh. prophesizes that he's going to get a job, job. With now with the Bugle. And so the irony that he's like on the phone with Madame Webb and Jonah is like, ah, of course, his line is busy. Ah, kids. <laughs> I don't know how my voice See, works. That's, it just does I, I don't even want to attempt. That's how, that's how good it is. I can't even hey. fathom. Amen. <laughs> Again, it's years of Spider-Man in my like in my blood. You I'll, know just, I'll I mean? stick to my Kingpin impressions. I'll stick <laughs> yes. to I'll stick to my oh, Kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. So um, yeah, that's that's the origin of Madame Web in the comics. Dude, that is the most complete 180. Yeah. Can you imagine like 
imagine day one through ten and someone puts the comic on on the table and they're like all right guys how are we gonna do this and then they just so you're like, saying they had <laughs> this they had this material yes and then they were like oh you know what would be good <laughs> <laughs> my mom was in the amazon <laughs> studying spiders <laughs> before she died <laughs> exactly exactly right did you hear anything about a paramedic did you hear anything about studying las arañas exactly like none of that none of it but i will say as we go along there are some things that they pulled from obviously Mm -hmm. from existing lore that help the story a bit like they they do pull things that obviously exist in some way but everything else they made it up. So essentially, the only part of the film for Madam Web that is actually true to what I just said is the last two minutes of the film where she's in the weird chair. I have, I have, I have, <laughs> I have opinions. Yeah. I have things I want to say about that. The, the final okay. five minutes. We okay. don't have to do it now. No, we can, no, we no. can do it later. I'm sure it'll like when you when you yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. once fits, we get, yeah. once we establish in this episode like. Because we just did our we just did our origin, we established the look, and we established yep. the yes. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. I have. We'll, we'll get there. Opinions. I love it. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I like quite literally told Jeff to hold his opinions for like in person because I wanted to savor them for <laughs> 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 like, the first time live on mic. But yes, Cassandra Webb, uh, Madame Webb, <laughs> portrayed by Dakota Johnson in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Uh, first and likely last scene in 2024. <laughs> Damn. I mean, Damn. let's be honest. Let's be honest, guys. That's probably the last time we're going to see that character. Unless Sony really, really gets their way and they get to I'll make say this. films for the I'll next say this. They ended the movie as if there was going to be a next one. Hard for sure. Like a sequel was going to happen. Like, no, no, no. Morbius isn't even getting a sequel anymore. There's no way. There's no way. I'll eat my words happily, but uh, there's just no way. <laughs> so, directed by S.J. Clarkson. God help her. Oh, my gosh. Um, and yeah, my first note, as I posted on social media, oh, God, where do we start? <laughs> and so, uh, quick rundown. She was more or less orphaned after her mother passed away researching spiders in the Amazon before she died. <laughs> <laughs> she's an up she's a paramedic whose partner is none other than ben parker it was funny because i was going through the entire film hoping that they would just say ben and they never said parker but then they did and i was like well damn it that established yeah it. it established it like hard i was like dang okay it is really ben parker um her powers are ultimately triggered by uh, with the rising of ezekiel and a trio of young teenagers caught in her web no pun intended but intended uh, and it's later shared in the film that the spider elders predicted Cassandra would be diagnosed with myasthenia gravis when she was born. And so... Uh, Is that what they said? Yeah. Did they say that? They didn't say it by its scientific name. Okay. But they did say that she was going to be born with... Into something. Yeah. Yes. The, like and, the, when, and then she'll come back for answers. Yes. Okay. Exactly right. And okay. so... Then she and her mother were bitten by the spiders in the attempt to save uh, both their lives. And then she's blinded after the, the main climax of the film. I missed that. I know. I looked down and I looked I, up and she was blind. I, I was missed like, that. What? I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Because I saw when there, um, that someone was like holding her, one of the girls was holding her yeah. and her eyes were blue. And I was like, 
in my yeah. head, I was like, oh, her powers are coming in. Yeah. And then, but I told, but then I, but then they went to the spoiler. Mm-hmm. They went to the hospital. She's in the hospital and she has, and she's blind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did I miss where one of the light from no. the, thi- the, the, the light like sparked in her eye or it something? It must have been so quick. Yeah. Because, because quite literally, I remember watching it. She got thrown into the water. She's she's like essentially drowning down, and then here comes she gets saved. Sydney. Yeah, yeah, and then she gets saved, and then she's blind. <laughs> I was like, oh, "What?" Really? So something must have happened underwater that like one of the things shot down into the water, and it. I don't know. Like I am honestly not sure. Yeah, exactly. You missed the second that movie. It's in a, it's a life. I will say I did like. <laughs> I mean. This is coming from a guy who has no idea yeah. of this character, but of where she can be in multiple places at once mm. during that end fight. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's interesting. I right? enjoyed that. Mm. But t- is that accurate? I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they made her cooler in a lot of ways. Um, that I guess we'll get into a little bit, but not really. But yeah, it's it, again. They took a lot of liberties with it. They really try to jazz it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, given that they they yeah. they reeled back her age a bit, they made her obviously she's sexy lady, you know. She is a beautiful young lady. Yes, and so they they really changed her quite a bit, I think. And with I think with the intention that they were going to eventually age her. Because, like, you have to remember. So, if you didn't know by this point, this entire episode is going to be full of spoilers. So, just in case you love intended to watch this I love how movie, this is the one when it comes to spoilers. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we no don't. No one cares. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah one cares. that's fine. Yeah, and so, you have to remember that the film takes place in 2003. Three, yeah. So, by that standard... She could be great. I will she say would be that. 50. I will say that was the most consistent thing about this movie. Yeah, they never wavered from yeah. like, and I'm like, why can't they just do? I'm like, oh well, they're in 2003. 2003. That doesn't exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, so there's that. So imagine, if you will, like Sony was thinking, okay, well, if we put this character at the specific time, especially with, again, spoiler, the birth of Peter Parker, essentially being in this film. And then you age, he's 18 or so. It's 2003. You got 2021. Bada bing, bada boom. You insert the snap. I mean, it all makes sense mathematically. Yeah. So they've they've rooted this character that is 30, quote unquote 30. And so by then she's 30, 35, uh, 50, 55. Mm. She would be gray. And so they probably thought, oh, well, the next time you see her. <laughs> it's like, well, she's you might a, not get it next time. She's a full on psychic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very interesting take on the character. Um, yeah. While we're on the topic of yeah. Cassandra and Madam Web, yes. portrayed by Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson, yes, Dakota Johnson is not a bad actor. Can you name something? And this is just an honest question. Can you name something that you enjoyed that you saw her in? Social Network. Oh yeah, she was in Social Network. It was very Andrew small, Garfield. but it was a very yeah. It was a very good scene between like, her and Justin Timberlake. That was like one of her first Yeah, one of her roles. first roles. Yeah. And she mm. and I I re, I've rewatched the scene recently and Fair. she's very good yeah. with obviously because it's Aaron Sorkin, amazing yes. writing. Yes. Um yeah. That's and, very true. And then I think I saw the first 50 shades. Yeah. Um I think she's even good in that because her I character agree. is very 
timid. Yes. Anyways, yeah. in that in that film, yeah. in that trio of films, mm-hmm. and you know, so in those in that in that retros in, in that regard, yeah, I thought you know she played her character like she in never 50. she never dipped too low, she never went oh, too yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like she did it right for she that character. Studied. Yeah, for sure. And she's consistent. I did like I I hadn't seen those films. I only saw the first one, and then I was like perusing max one day and i was like i'm I'm gonna watch them all i'm gonna watch them all watched all three and i was like okay it's not yeah and she always has this like yeah degaff attitude which is great too like you know she's very straightforward and very you know Mm -hmm. so but for a superhero film yeah i i felt i feel Mm -hmm. like her personality of it's, of who she is yeah. is not gonna come out in this kind of at least in a when she's a main superhero yeah. film. Would you call it dry? Is it dry or is it just not? I don't know what the word. I want to say the word I keep. I want to use is monotone. Mm. Like it's just it's one straight flat. It's just one level. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Like you, you like, but you put, but you put her in maybe in a in a in a in a slapstick comedy mm-hmm. in a in like a in like a a rom-com maybe mm-hmm. yeah she might she probably she probably it. kill it yeah like 50 shades yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like it's not her fault it's yeah. just like i don't know what that writer's room went through yeah i don't know who was breathing down their necks because she did mention that the script changed yes. after she signed on so it's kind of like oh and i don't want to blame the writers for that sure. because the writers will write the best that they can do yeah exactly and then you said, but at the end of the day, those writers have to send it back to the studio yeah. for approval. And then the studio. So the you studio. know damn well <laughs> the studio said something and was like, actually, yeah. we need to include this. Yep. And you're kind of like. Or remove. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oof. Like I said, at the top of the show. Yeah. Not bashing. Yeah. The creatives in this. But I said before we start recording, I just don't think Dakota had enough charisma yeah maybe yeah as a a main superhero yeah and there was just a couple scenes where i was just like i think the one scene that i can remember off the top of my head right now was when they were in the taxi she saved them Mm -hmm. she was like i don't know if it was from after the diner scene or Mm -hmm. she was like yeah you should be sorry and i was kind of just like this is awkward i feel really (laughs) awkward like you can't just uh yeah and i was like you girls don't listen to me uh, yeah and i was like (laughs) i told you he's like following us you have to you're going to die well yeah you should be sorry (laughs) and i was like i know and i also felt some scenes went on too long than they did especially the the talking scenes i was like okay you, you can get the banter you can get the small talk but yeah I'm also like, okay, there's not much going on. Yeah. Like, it's cool to have, like, beats of, like, nothing happening. Yeah. But when it's happening for an extended amount of time, yeah. it's it's going to dwell. Yeah, exactly. But you can feel it. So Awkward silences and yeah. situations. Just, like, an overall awkward vibe many times throughout the film. Yeah. I will say, I think she did do her best when she was in the capacity of Adam Scott. Now... If that's, that worked, yeah. Yes. If it's because Adam Scott is bringing out of her, sure. But it is a yeah. scenario where it's like, oh, maybe she can't be leading. That's the problem, which isn't great because she's the lead character. 
I see. I, I also, you texted this to me before I, I went into my showing. Yes. Uh, about the, her interact, uh, their interactions mm-hmm. or Dakota's interactions with Emma Roberts. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is, this is rough. I was going to mention this later, but that scene, there is a scene in the film. The baby shower games really, I was like, yes, I was like, what's where, going on here? So for some, for some context, for those of you who are not going to watch this film, Emma Roberts portrays Mary Parker uh, ben Parker's sister-in-law in the film, and she is very pregnant uh, with what we suspect and obviously conclude is Peter Parker. They just never say it. They never say the name, man. They never say. Ah. Well, you know what? Like, I know. there's got to be some weird. Anyway, so they, they, she, uh, Dakota, Cassandra, arrives <laughs> for the baby shower, and they play the baby shower games. And one of them is like, what was it? Is it guess the name or yeah, guess like, the like, gender? Oh, like, like Cassandra, what do you think the name's gonna be? Yeah. And it's just like it's so awkward. It's kind of just, just like, she doesn't even say a name. It's just yeah. like uh, oh no. It was like also it's like oh what is a memory of your mother? Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought that was it's stuff like that where yeah. I was like oh yes this yeah. is where Dakota Johnson's great. It's just this dark humor. <laughs> yeah. just cut to the you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like oh this is and it's like it's like, like Emma Robert Emma Roberts is like it's like oh this one's blank who's this this and then she has no. Yeah, and then like, Cassandra, oh, know, Cassandra's not even hesitant. She's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's mine." They're like, "Why did you leave your mother?" I was like, "Oh well, my mom died bef- when I was born." Yeah, and I was like, "If it was in a different context, I would have been like, that's freaking hilarious.'" Yes, but it felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, like genuinely uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of like, "Ooh, like you know, it's supposed to be funny." The whole point is that it's supposed to be funny. Yes. But the way that it's delivered in the scenario and the context it's delivered, you're just yeah. kind of like, "Oh," and then she keeps going. Yeah. And then they're like trying to issue her as somebody who's like doesn't get along with kids and da da da. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. Like, you know, to, to lean in more with the, the three. Like she's teenagers. like she's not supposed to. She's yeah, like I'm not. She's I don't not have maternal yeah. at all. It, I just don't buy it. I don't really buy it. And and so that scene really stuck out to me because I was like, you can like Emma Roberts's awkwardness is so palpable. You're just like, oh yeah, I feel yeah. that. I like Evan Robertson, what was that MTV show that she was on? That that that's what put her on the map. I, yeah, for, I forget the name of it. Her. She's it's a, it takes place in high school and stuff. Mm. And like she's yeah, like 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 like, like that quirky, like awkward, mm-hmm. like you know, just great. Yeah, that's what. She, yeah, yeah. So that just I was like, oh god. I was like, what's, yeah, it's, what's it's going on here? A bit uncomfortable. Um, so we'll probably get to more uncomfortable scenes as we go along. Um. But I did want to share a listener comment. And so it is ironically from my na- my friend who is named Cassandra. Nice. <laughs> so she said, uh, it's clever, but it should have been so obvious. Cassandra in ancient history was a-, a Trojan princess who was gifted by Apollo to see the future. And then she went, Peh, go away, Apollo. So Apollo acted like any big baby man and turned the gift into a curse. She can still see the future, but nobody would ever believe her. So huh. that kind of lends more into the character being named Cassandra to begin with. Yeah. And it does fall pretty perfectly with this character. It does. In any fashion. Yeah. It's huh. it's very interesting. Um, and it is, I think it's one of those rare mom- moments where the name actually does have bearing on the character. And so uh, let's jump into aesthetic. So <laughs> speaking of, of the look, so right off the bat, Jeff, I included Madam Webb's final suit in the film alongside the comic book version, which 
in all honesty, is pretty accurate, aside the fact that in the film, she very much is blind, so she has the eye covering. She's wearing glasses that are very awkward and Which are hilarious, by they the way. They are kind of hilarious. Like, y'all can do it a little different. <laughs> it, looked, it looked silly. Also, how does she get her suit? Yeah. They Where never, did it come? They never see Where anything. did it come from? <laughs> All it is is like it just comes I'm not going to talk about the last five minutes until we get to the end of this episode <laughs> and, we, and we have covered okay. everything. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so, so we don't actually see the comic book accurate, quote unquote, like glasses until I guess the, the forward future, fast forward where she's with the three girls in their suits as well. That's the only time we actually get the visor. But before that, or after Why that, is she in a wheelchair? <laughs> sorry, knows. sorry. You're good. Sorry. And so... She's blind. She's not freaking <laughs> paralyzed. <laughs> they had walking oh sticks god. in 2003, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, yeah. So, other than that, they, they essentially kept the classic red and white with the black accents, both in the film as well as the comics. She's indeed wearing shades and eye covering and even gets around in a weird futuristic hover chair thing um, <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's about as, as similar as they get. As far as her actual features go, no, M Madam Webb, and, and I believe uh, listener Chris said this, that I guess the fan casting was that people wanted Jamie Lee Curtis for this role because she does look, that if that gives yeah, you an yeah, idea yeah. of what Madam Webb should look like, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, more or less short hair, grayed, older, much older lady. And so the fact that they got Dakota Johnson with her beautiful brunette locks and stuff, it's just very strange. Um, but again... I think the intent was that, oh, we'll just have her, you know, whatever, be older in 20 years. Yeah. Whatever. It, it, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> that said, we do have a listener comment from Joe Liz. <laughs> Does this have potential to be like Wiseau's The Room with cult screenings? So Tommy Wiseau and his, I did not kill her. I did or, not. I did not hit her. <laughs> I, I, did I did not. not. I did not. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, I people are saying that it's Sony better learn, bro. I don't know that they will, man. Like that whole thing when it when um when Morbius re-released in <clears throat> came yeah. back into theaters. Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn Jared. It. Oh, Jared. Um, yeah. They don't. They. I know. hope they realize that it when when the audience it, it wasn't that we we weren't laughing. No. They weren't laughing with you. No. They were it laughing much at you. It was a very much an and they were like, situation. "Oh my god, the people love the public loves this. Let's yeah. put it back." No. And you're kind of like, "This is not no. <laughs> what they were saying. It's not what they were saying at all." And I, I don't. I mean, maybe in like 20, 30 years, people will look back on this film and be like, "Huh, that was pretty funny." <laughs> But I don't think everyone's going to go, this is a, like, we're going to have live screenings where everyone is acting. Out. Like, I don't know. I don't know that it's going to be of that sort of, like, it's not a Heather's moment yeah. or something that was really like niche and turned into something big. Like it's, this is just not great. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it without being really mean. It's just yeah. like, you know, and again, it's not because Spider-Man isn't in it and it's not, blow to the creative team at all it's just yeah it's it, i don't think it even has the cult classic value you know what i mean like even the room as bad as it is yeah i just want to know what sony was trying to accomplish when they right. greenlit this in a world 
in a world where they are there are films like Dune and and Oppenheimer and Barbie. And this is what came to the table. Not that they have to be of that caliber, but the quality of the film even. Like visually apparently their budget was 80 80 grand 80 million. million. So I'm like it's like I think, I also think Sony is like they're like oh my gosh the Spider Verse movies are doing so so right. well who is having this conversation it's like you know what we should do next okay now we got we got to get this live action part right like like oh who should we do who can we do yeah. and it's like well no. it's not working man oh no yeah so I I don't know that there there is a cult I don't think there's a true cult following here i don't think it's i think it's very much a of the moment it is the butt of the joke everyone wants to be in on the joke and that's why everybody's talking about it but this isn't a film that's going to hit theaters again and everyone's going oh, hot diggity damn i can't wait to see madam webb in in the, on the big screen again like no one let alone buy it like <laughs> i don't i just don't think it's in the, i don't think it's in the card I feel like them. i'm beating a dead horse here i know right <laughs> So, uh, powers and paraphernalia. So, it is it is consistent as it is in, in the comics. Madam Web herself has telepathy, astral projection, um, psychic surgery. It is exactly what it sounds like. Um, mind alteration, clairvoyance, precognition, and immortality. And on Marvel.com mm. itself, Madam Web possesses psychic abilities including telepathy, clairvoyance, and prescience, uh, which is essentially foreknowledge. Um, she can also perform astral projection and appear to others in spirit form. Madam Web is cybernetically linked to a spider web-like support system to attend to her bodily needs. So I guess that was kind of like the end. Yes. The astral projection being exactly. in multiple places. Where she's multiple like. places. And it's a very much why, like, in my in my sort of diagnosis, I was like, it kind of gives a little bit of Doctor Strange. Because one of the first, or one of the, the aspects that the character does is that, like, she's kicked out of her own body in a way and out of her consciousness and then she's able to exist on an astral yeah. form so um she does that as well as times three so she's able to project herself in multiple situations at once in the film um but in the film itself they've listed her powers as capital m word mutant physiology prescience clairvoyance, astral projection, poison immunity, and expert physician. So she is technically, even canonically in the comics, a mutant. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So I just think, like, ugh. <laughs> oh, God. They could, see, at this point, I'm kind of like, it could have been a really good movie, to be honest. It just wasn't. I think it's the whole, the, the, at the beginning, the, the spider, like she gets her powers from a spider. Yeah. And it's not even that. I think the Spider because like we we all believe that because we've seen every Spider Man movie. Yeah. But it's the, there's also the fact of the tribe. Yeah. The Los Arañas. <laughs> That's the part that made me think it was like Twilight because it was like very. And have you you've not seen I Twilight? I have it, but I know I've yeah. the lore a little bit I know of. Even in the first film, the the treatment of the scene and the way that they film it. Where they have this like very vigorous like speed to them, and they're just like dancing across the trees, is straight out of Twilight. Straight out of yeah, Twilight. Like it, like it almost, it almost, it almost took me out. Yeah. Because like 
just because it's kind of like wait so you're telling me that mm-hmm. there, there, they can, there can be like any spider like yeah. this many spider people quote unquote right right and it also kind of for a person that isn't like say you're just a movie fan right? yeah and you only watch the spider-man films you don't have any sort of deep lore knowledge in your brain yeah this officially like it just completely pulls you away because you're just like, what? So Spider-Man isn't even that special anymore. There's a whole freaking tribe that existed 200 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they, they threw everybody into a cold bath with this film and not necessarily in So did Dakota way. Johnson, literally. She got thrown into the, <laughs> bad water, into the she water. She did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. So from there, we'll jump into love interest. Uh, spoiler alert there are none on either either side so she didn't have any in the comics she doesn't have any on screen which usually i'm for maybe it could have helped spice up the story i don't know but there isn't anything going on in in the film because it is supposed to be a maternal take supposed to really bond her to the the three girls which i totally get so yeah i I think that's fine yeah i totally get it it's fine um but she does have an abundance of family friends and affiliations um at least in the film so uh in uh, there is a character, her mother, that was in the Amazon researching spiders when she died, <laughs> Constance Webb. She actually has no comic book counterpart. So again, Sony has essentially made up everything about this character's background until the last two minutes of the film. Everything you see before that does not exist in canon. So Constance Webb does not exist in the actual comic books. But... In the SSMU, she is portrayed by Carrie Bichet. Um, and yes, again, she is Cassandra's mother who was researching spiders in the Amazon before she died. <laughs> and she's in her final trimester uh, as uh, she's in the Amazon researching spiders before she died. Um, who Bro, then- what's up with the Amazon? Yeah. First Morbius, he went to this, get this special treatment. <laughs> yeah. And he and it was a, a cave, a cave full of bats. <laughs> yeah. And then now it's like, like, oh my in mom. Peru. My mom was studying spiders in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's it's just very funny. So she's essentially been chasing this lore because, and of course, you don't get why until the last arc of the film. It's because the mother was researching spiders that had special properties. Healing properties. Exactly right. That could heal her her growing child in the womb. And she thought, oh. Oh, that was another awkward moment for me. Which part? When, when Cassandra visited, saw her mom oh, yeah. with the diagnosis. Yes. I was like, oh and she's my like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I spent so much time hating you. Die, please. <laughs> I was like, you gonna drop a tear? No, no, no. Oh, and, tears. Then, and then they hugged, and I was like, wait, can they, they can they touch? Can they can they touch each other like that? And yeah. like, if she's astral, pro- I was but she's like, astral projecting. I, I was I was like, yeah. I just, I just think it, <laughs> I think it went on longer than I, it should have been. Like like as an editor, yeah. I would have been like. No, uh, 100%. I was like, okay. I agree. Like, I'm sorry. And I almost feel like perhaps it worked. The, perhaps the director was hoping she would give more, and that's why they just kept on her. But again, maybe the editor was like, uh. <laughs> like, uh, uh. it worked. It worked. I yeah. want to touch. I know. I uh, yeah. It was I that was, was like... that was a truly awkward moment. 
And so um, this is essentially, for those of you who have not seen the film and are not going to, is a part when Cassandra sees the breath of, of what her mother went through in researching to try and find a cure for Cassandra in the womb. And then now she feels awful that she, yes, spent all her life hating her <laughs> what did she is that what she said she said hating you or so, something like something that. like yeah. that yeah and, and you know what guys just go go watch it I watch know, it on a matinee yeah spend like 250 it's, four bucks yeah it's interesting please and and run so, the numbers up for him yeah run the numbers up <laughs> get them over that 30 million <laughs> line like, come on yikes um yeah so there is no constance web in in the comics all that said um yeah, I, I, in the beginning, I, I wasn't. It wasn't a strong start for me. I gotta say, I didn't really buy into any anything that the mother was serving until, until the end of the film. Um, that's just me. But yeah. Uh, then next on the list, Ben Parker. <laughs> so, I mean, shock to no one, there was no prominent crossover between Madam Web and Ben Parker in the comics because Madam Web wasn't even in the picture until well after a decade after Ben died. So they had no reason to cross over whatsoever. But in the film, Ben Parker is portrayed by Adam Scott of Parks and Rec and uh, uh, what is that other film uh, show that he's in? Oh my gosh, it starts with an S. Why am I forgetting it? Uh, Not Succession. No. No. Oh God. I know what you're talking yes, about. That film, I don't watch I, it. That, that show, it's a great show. <laughs> I just don't remember what it's called. Um, but yes, uh, Adam Scott, he's he's such a great actor. Um, in this film, he yeah, he's he's the Ben, he's a young Ben Parker that would um, he is the uncle with all the fun and none of the responsibility. Quote, I feel unquote, that quote from the film. Um, he's also a fellow paramedic with Cassandra. And uh, he mentions in the film he's seeing someone that's pretty serious, and that is presumably Marissa Tomei's young aunt. Even Faye. he doesn't say the name too. Exactly, and Isn't I'm like, crazy? what? He doesn't even say the name, which is so wild to me. I'm like, so they can't say Peter Parker, they can't say May, they can't say any of those Spider Man. No, they can't say any of it. That that Marvel con- that that Disney contract is air tight it's like uh it's like oh you want to do that all right dare you yep dare you exactly and they they've so they've traded off some some that's crazy it's so wicked it's so wild um and so uh during the film ben's brother richard is quote-unquote out of town but his sister-in-law mary parker (laughs) Nine months pregnant, portrayed by Emma, Emma Roberts. I was going to say Emma Frost for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Roberts. And so essentially Ben is like sort of like her caretaker in a weird way because, spoiler alert again, she does go into labor mm-hmm. um, more than midway through the film. And he's there when <laughs> Mary's baby is born. And so I don't know that they're following this particular part of comic book canon, but Richard and Ben are brothers, and in the comics, Mary and May are sisters. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that's 100% accurate anymore. But again, I always talk back about this title called Trouble, where they go on double dates, Mm. etc., 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 etc. And so Mary got pregnant, gave the baby to May, vice versa. I don't know. It's a it's a mess. Yeah. But anyway, so so they've introduced now 
both Ben and Mary into the situation and we're like, oh, okay. So this is how it must have started. It's I not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, this is... That's the thing. It's like you introduce these yeah. characters and you know it can't go anywhere. Exactly. So it's like, why, exactly. why even bother? And so, um, of course, like, you know, for those of you who are remotely curious, no, Uncle Ben does not die in this film because there's not no Aunt May whatsoever. <laughs> so this has to take place at least two years before they even meet or even get married. Um, but yeah, the, the timeline's all weird and screwy, but, uh, we do have a listener comment. <laughs> uh, another one from Joe Liz. Who did Adam Scott upset to be in this? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, that's a curious question. Cause he is technically, if you ask me, he's the biggest name in this movie. Aside maybe Sidney Sweeney, but Adam Scott but is. As, as, as a for tenure yeah. of like long-term actors. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Which, by the way, the show was called Severance. I just remembered. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I hope he, got anything his, for a studio check, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. I hope he got his money. And I mean, he was a, I, uh, do you buy him as Ben Parker is the question. As a young Ben Parker? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you buy the, the, that Ben Parker was a paramedic? No. That's the interesting part, right? Like you, you buy the Adam Scott portion, but then I'm like, I don't know that I would see Ben as a paramedic. I don't know what I would see him as, but I wouldn't see him as a paramedic. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you never really. I mean, we'd never really know about mm-hmm. his past life. Yeah, in, exactly. Just in general. Yeah. Because he's always Uncle Ben. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, <laughs> I do not. Maybe we should do Uncle Ben uh, <laughs> one of these days. He would uh, just die three times. Oh, God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so this is the part where we actually get a little more, at least uh, with the comic book side. And so uh, Maddie Franklin, a.k.a. the third Spider-Woman in the comic books, she's the daughter of Jerry and Bernice Franklin. Bernice, who is presumably the sister of J. Jonah Jameson. J.J. is also known as Maddie's adoptive father in the comic books. And so um, uh, Maddie herself is a Spider-Sona who acquired her powers by supernatural means. Um, Her name, Martha... Martha is her full name. Martha Franklin, by the way. So this is another like weird presidential area. Martha. <laughs> Martha. Why do you know that name? <laughs> I can't believe BVS to this day. I can't believe BVS was real. That, that name. Why'd you say that name? God. Um, so Martha Maddie Franklin, uh, she joined... Um, what uh cassandra in a ritual known as the gathering of five so in the comics this is a pretty big deal um the ritual brought together these five arcane relics that bestow gifts or curses with their power so when they're all put together the recipients there are five individuals that come together in in um the presence of these relics Mm -hmm. each one of the people will either be gifted or cursed with either power, knowledge, immortality, insanity, or death. And so while Maddie received the power, so she became Spider-Woman through these arcane relics, Madame Webb, <laughs> Madame Webb received immortality. And then some guy named Norman Osborn received insanity. Makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> they're the three main players of those five and and yeah, so that's that's I know you were like, huh, 
earlier when I said immortality. And so this is the point at which um, Cassandra receives that. So she dies at first and then she revived, she's revived mm-hmm. and then granted immortality. So even though she looks older, she's probably much older than, what, than yeah. people even realize. And so um, those are that's the main thing that brings them together in the comics. Uh, whereas in the film, Maddie Franklin, portrayed by Celeste O'Connor, again, niece of J. Jonah Jameson, she says at one point, she's like, oh, well, I, maybe I'm going to call my uncle or whatever, my uncle Jonah. And I was like, ha, zing. Um, and she's basically a sassy miscreant throughout the entire film. They're just like, look how bad and edgy she is. Yeah. <laughs> she stays out late. She flips off people. I like how also all three of them just had horrendous backstories yes like yes. oh my gosh like, Actually, i am uh, yeah so yeah. sorry yes what was maddie's um, um her parents are uh rich oh, yeah. her parents are rich but yeah. they they're they but happy. they had a kid but they're like well yeah. we still want to live our life so yeah we're gonna exactly. still do all this philanthropy yeah. stuff yeah that that <laughs> suits it and so of course maddie is one of the three that that cassandra takes on um, the second of which is Anya Corazon, um, a.k.a. Spider-Girl, a.k.a. Aranya in the comics. And so in the comics, Anya's backstory is pretty dense, but she also received her powers by supernatural means. Long story short, she intercepted an attack brought upon a group known as the Sisterhood of the Wasp. Um, and they were attempting to kill a man named Miguel Ligar. And so Miguel was a member of the legendary Spider Society. That's in Spanish, hilarious. yeah, in Spanish, known as Sociedad Araña, founded in 1099 AD. Wow, in medieval Spain, yeah. So, this is even further back than anyone imagined. And so, um, uh, he actually transferred some of his powers. Uh, Anya, you know, when she was combating this this uh, uh, sisterhood of the wasp, they actually delivered a lethal blow to her. She, like she was about to die, and so Miguel transfers some of his powers to her, and then he empowers her to become Spider Girl. And so she's been a num- in a number of like cartoons and such. You'll always see her. She has like a ponytail, mm-hmm. brown hair, sometimes auburn. She's got traditionally has a black and white suit very similar to spider the other spider woman mm-hmm. and she's in like cartoons with like spider-man and miles and stuff she's all over the place and so that's the same character um that is also portrayed by isabella mercer in in the film and so yeah speaking of tragic backstories she's basically a young woman whose father was deported and then she was left to fend for herself that's crazy which is so sad yeah i mean it's also like a reality for a lot of people absolutely but absolutely. oh my gosh yeah i was like oh man um and so all these backstories aren't even embellished until they're in this like sleazy motel trying to get away from ezekiel yeah yeah and so um this is when they divulge all their yeah which I, which I which like, i totally didn't like mine i was yeah, like no, not at all you know because dakota cassandra was like just like like all right let's take you all back to your like cause i don't want to be responsible for you right, guys that right, I, right you know i can't and they're like, just go back to your parents. And mm-hmm. then they give those backstories. And you're like, oh, yeah, they cannot go back. Yeah, exactly. And then they're yeah. like, they're like, like, they Cassandra, no like, back to. they're like, Cassandra, like, yeah. like, you have, like, you said he's trying to kill us. Like, we need you to yeah. watch. Show. And she's like, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then last but not least, uh, there's Ju- Julia Cornwall, a.k.a. the second Spider-Woman in the comics, also known as Arachne. 
Uh, and so she's more commonly known as Julia Carpenter, uh, for those who are familiar with the character. And this is because of a marriage that she has in college. And she was actually intro- introduced under the Secret Wars comic book title. Wow. Yeah, and so that gives you a little perspective of where she fell on the timeline. And so Julia herself gained her powers through a government trial. Uh, Julia was, quote-unquote, accidentally <laughs> injected with a serum made of uh, from a mix of spider venom and exotic plant extracts. Oh my and gosh. this granted her powers similar to those of Spider-Man. Um, of all the Spider-Women featured in this film, Julia is undoubtedly the most important of them all because... Uh, where the source material is concerned, if only Julia, uh, because of Julia herself, she's the current Madam Web in the comics. Mm. So that kind of like, it's it's interesting because Madam Web, the, the Cassandra Web in the comics, th- it doesn't feel as prominent as she probably could have been in a lot of ways. She does play a, a major role in here and there. Yeah. In, in a, I would say like a handful of storylines, but she's not like an overarching character that you would imagine her to be. Other characters kind of adopt her powers um, in a weird way, especially throughout Spider-Verse and such. But yeah, current timeline, if you were to read a comic right now and see Madam Web, it's Julia Carpenter. Um, and so the the catalyst for them, it actually takes place in a storyline called Grim Hunt, um, where the Kravinoff family, this is going to sound familiar, the Kravinoff family is attempting to resurrect a dearly departed Craven. So his family goes out and they're trying to do what they have to do to ritualistically bring him back. Yeah. And so Madam Webb is one of the casualties of the incident. And <laughs> spoiler, not spoiler alert, but, you know, trigger warning. Um, before her throat is slit by Craven's widow, she transfers her powers to Julia in that moment. And then Julia has been Madam Webb ever since. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, Craven's children are all sent out and they're all killing all these people just Sounds to about right, though. get him back. Yeah, it's so <laughs> Good crazy. Lord. It's it's very violent. Craven has some of the most violent stories in the Spider-Man lore, so I mean, you know, Craven's last hunt. I mean, if the film <laughs> speaking of Sony, <laughs> we're getting Craven in October. So, we'll see how that train Oh my god, that's right. goes off the trail. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like, oh boy. We may not have seen like the worst of it. So, it, it can either be really great or really, really awful. And I don't know that I... Yeah, I don't know. Radioactive lion bite? Lion blood? Like... Hey, man. Come on, man. Cassandra's mom was in the Amazon <laughs> studying spiders before, before she, she died. died. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how this is going to go. So, all that said, Julia Cornwall, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, portrayed by Sydney Sweeney. Yes, sir! <laughs> SMU. Uh, yeah, so her story was, I missed a little bit of it. So her parents are divorced or separated, right? And she has a yes. stepfather who yes. has the son. Who has a family. Yeah, they have a family and she's basically like ostracized. The, al- yeah. Yeah, the outcast. Yeah, outcast. Very much depicted as a sweet little baby of the three of them. Yeah. Which is really funny, but she played it well. I, I thought mean, she, she did. Great. Yeah. I had no complaints about I it. I actually liked all three of them. I liked the girls. I thought they did a great job um, playing their characters, I, respectively. I agree. Yeah. They did uh, what they could have yeah. in the parameters yeah, they were given. For sure. Um, and, and unfortunately, yes, it is true. Like, every bit of footage that, you s- that they are in their suits is almost completely in the trailer. 
So we don't really see that much more of them. Which I still have opinions on, which we will say at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so, but they did, all their suits were great. Um, the only one that wasn't accurate, I will say, was, again, Anya's. Because Anya and Julia's suits are so similar in the mm. comics that they had to really differentiate Anya in the in the film. And so hers, I think, is more golden green from what it looked like. So, And of course, sidebar, Isabella Mercer is going to be Dina in The Last of Us. Yes. So holler at your girl. I can't wait to see her in that. Because I thought she did a really great job in this film. I've never, again, I've never... I'm not familiar with work, but apparently she's Dora the Explorer. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't know if that's the cartoon or like the film because there was a live action film. Yeah, yeah, there? yeah. Yeah, so I guess that, that was her. But, but yeah, I, I thought she did a great job and made me hopeful for her and The Last of Us. But uh, as we inch closer toward hearing Jeff's uh, unfiltered <laughs> full review, uh, notable adversaries. So I did not dare pull in anybody from the comics because again we don't see anybody in this film except for ezekiel sims um and so he has actually he has quite a dense backstory in the comics one that's very interesting maybe we can talk about him on his own if only because of the comics version uh but not unlike the spiders mentioned before ezekiel also received his powers via a spider totem further dedicating to protecting them by joining something called the Spider Society. Jeez. And then he created uh, another sort of offset called the Web Core, which is, you know, like protect... It's it's almost like a front Mm -hmm. for the Spider Society to protect them and also have the same goal. But uh, he he did all this with the intent of just being wealthy uh that was his end game he didn't care about anything he just wanted to be rich and he thought okay well i have powers let me just be rich and powerful so yeah that's pretty accurate yeah exactly so among the notable facts about ezekiel in the comics is that he mentored a young woman named cindy moon aka wow silk wow yes and so that's the only again for those of you who don't know cindy moon is the only other individual bit by the same spider that bit peter parker in the comic books so ezekiel mentored her and he actually um he's he's so deeply rooted in spider lore he was at odds with peter then they kind of come together and with the common uh enemy who is who is morlin and so this is that sector of spider killers. They all, they again, these are the vampires. They're not really vampires, but they, for spider essence, yeah. if you will. Um, but they do have other common adversaries, including gate, Gatekeeper and this other one called Shantra. Um, so he, he kind of starts out as like an enemy, kind of becomes an anti-hero, and then he's sort of like more of a hero, but not quite. And so he's, again, he's deeply ingrained in, in Spider-Man um, as a whole. Uh, but on the Sony Spider-Man universe side, we have Ezekiel Sims portrayed by Tahar Rahim. Uh, somewhat similarly, Ezekiel was driven f- uh, by a thirst power in the film, uh, rising from the depths of poverty. Uh, it was funny because at one point I was like, why does brother like walking around barefoot and then i remembered in the film like in the comics he's oh he's exactly dressed the same Mm. he wears a suit sort of like a suit a three-piece suit and he's barefoot everywhere he goes because that's how he uses his power to like 
cling to the ceiling and cling to the walls and such. But I don't believe he ever gets a suit suit mm. in the in, in the, the comics. Place. Yeah. I don't think he has a spider suit. I think he might have at the very end of his life because he is deceased in the comics yeah. now. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he never had like a full on Spider-Man looking suit, which is also I think is funny. They're like, there's no Spider-Man in here, but we're going to throw a spider, evil Spider-Man. Yeah. Into this film. Um, but yeah, so uh, in the movies, he provided protection for Constance Webb as she traveled through the Peruvian jungle while seeking the native tribe of spider people known as Las Arañas. And then he killed her for finding the spider that she was in the Amazon researching before she died. Before she what? <laughs> Sitting what in the what before she what? Which, by the way, never made it into the film. The line was never in the Pain. film. Yeah, somebody made a great point, and I think I sent you that that was a BuzzFeed or something. It was like, you know that Sony isn't listening or really paying attention because like, like your, to your point, they were like, oh gosh, everybody loves Morbius. Let's put it back in theaters. And then whereas this, the line was ultimately cut from the film. So it went viral. And then if they had left it in the film, someone was like, you know, everybody would have cheered the minute she said it. Probably. <laughs> and, it's nowhere to be found in the final cut, which is like actually disappointing. I was like, wow, it's what's the point? And I think I have an idea of where it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be when they're in the motel. Yes. Yeah. I and agree. She's like looking through their stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, so yeah, he had recurring dreams from the get go, like in since like what in, in two minutes, three minutes into the film, he's having these recurring dreams of the spider women killing him. So I was like, I don't know about you, but I was like, wow, they just jumped right into that immediately. They're like, I think, oh. they, I think they had to. Yeah, right. They're like, flashback here. I mean, you, the you need the movie needs motivation. Right? So yeah, true that. And so uh, my last note on him was that he's a shoeless loser. Yeah, he he was not a good man. Throughout this entire film, very pursuant, very uh, womanizing. Yeah, interesting character. I I didn't. I think ultimately what did not make this film for me was that he as a villain, not great, not great, not strong. He, he had all the villain tropes, but yeah. you really couldn't, like you just didn't believe it. Mm -mm. Nope. Um, I'll, I'm gonna express. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say everything. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna say everything in one. Okay. In one. In one go. And then I was gonna say we had a listener comment from Curly Insane Guy. Why? Let me tell you. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you something. So. So yeah. I. It, other. I wish I could. I wish we could answer that. Honestly, truly. Uh, uh, other than that, I mean, like, there's. It, we're obviously gonna kind of cartwheel into our final thoughts, but. I didn't cover any of the other versions or in other media just because, again, Julia Carpenter is really it as far as like other versions go. There is, there is, however, a small reference to uh, Madame Web proper in Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. There's a character named C. Webb with two Bs and they're, I believe they're Sun Spider or something and they're the spider that I think has the wheelchair okay and so oh. that's yeah and so that's technically a throwback to constance webb um but that is the most we see of her in in anything other than the animated series um and but yeah almost was uh 
I did, I couldn't find any solid casting options. But uh, listener comment. <laughs> we got so many comments for this one. Uh, Vibranium Queen asked, "Do you think this movie could have been different, better with someone else's Cassandra?" No, I don't think so. No, I, huh? I, yeah, I think so James Gunn actually. said it best: what story and character trumps all. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very basic story wasn't he, too many characters to develop. Um, the writing was just. It just was. It's just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Are we? Are we getting into it? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> we we pretty much can. I will say now that I have, like, and I said this to Chris as well. With Jamie Lee Curtis in my brain, I think I could see her as Madame Web, in this exact version of the film, but it would have made it a hundred percent funnier in a way that maybe shouldn't have been. Like, sure. It would have been very silly. Like, for in a weird way, Dakota kind of, like, leverages it in that you know that you're supposed to believe it's supposed to be taken somewhat seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be, like, an action suspense film. But if sure. Jamie Lee Curtis were in it, and this is also me speaking from, I've seen everything everywhere all at once. I've seen Haunted Ma- Mansion and it's kind of like, and of course, Halloween. And Freaky Friday. Yeah, everything. I've seen everything she's <laughs> in. And so with that knowledge in my brain, especially with this era of Jamie Lee Curtis, I 100% would have thought this was like a goofy movie. Nice. Like, I like that movie. <laughs> Everybody loves that movie. <laughs> Not that goofy movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, that's what I've heard, man. They had a live stage show version at a convention I went to. That's how popular it is. Um, but not not that goofy movie. But it was it would be like silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, here you can go ahead and go. Because all we have left now is the future of the character in the SSMU, which there is none. But go on, Jeff. I've been waiting all this time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm prefacing go. once again. Yes. I am not bashing the creators <laughs> and the artists of this film. It's about to get real. Yeah. Uh, this is studio. Always. Yeah. All right. We'll start at the beginning. One, they created this facade of a story yes. that she's studying spiders, which, okay, cool. Yes. I mm-hmm. feel like it's a cop-out trope Yeah. where someone's studying something because they can't find anything else. Yeah. On top of that, yeah. they added a tribe. Yeah. A tribe that is spider people. Yeah. And you're and then when you go and then when she gets saved by this tribe, you see this whole collection of the spiders. Mm-hmm. Like like, oh, like these spiders exist in the millions, but it's yeah. only for this tribe. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kinda just like like oh, okay, so there's just ten thousand spider people that exist. Yeah. yeah. And they're just gonna stay in the Amazonian. <laughs> exactly. Because Ta- let me just say <laughs> a typical spider can deposit as many 250 eggs into a sack and then females produce up to 17 of those sacks during their lifetime yeah producing 4,000 eggs so it is quite literally millions of spiders you're telling me and this is where i get into like actual biology you're telling me none of these spiders became invasive species anywhere else yeah they just stayed in that's the very why niche yeah nook. that's why the spider-man story works because it was just this one spider right in the natural history museum <laughs> ah. that happened to get out yeah bit peter chosen by peter to, Spider chose Peter Parker, and yeah. then boom, Spider-Man was born. Right. 
but now it's kind of just like oh it's like it's like the of like when when everybody has something yes it's exactly. like, like oh you don't it, it doesn't have a value right exactly you know? exactly now we're going to the moving on to the villain yeah. ezekiel yes obviously just doesn't hit the same no the confrontation between him and um oh, her name constance the dead like when they were fighting for that spider yeah yeah kind of fell flat for me yeah. he's like no we we could save so many people yeah. and he's like you have no idea yeah. how long i've been searching for this exactly bah and it's like all right which is also funny because like he's holding the gun she's holding the jar they're fighting for the jar somehow the gun like the position it doesn't actually make sense you know it doesn't and then you know the tribe comes in saves her yeah boom <sighs> Then we go, there were a couple scenes and you texted me. I don't yeah. know if you texted me this or uh-huh. I, I had so, someone else sent it to me. Uh-huh. Someone didn't ADR his voice correctly. No, 100%. And I, I don't know if I, I think I did And it's like, you. usually that's yeah, pretty, it's pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually it's pretty hard to catch, mm-hmm. but I noticed no, it. No, absolutely. And I was like, I was what's like, going on here? There's multiple parts in that film. Where there are voices, it's not being matching, heard and it does not match. And I think it's him. It's Dakota at least twice, and it's also Sydney. There was a scene between him <laughs> and the girl. Yeah. Who's first of all the girl who just works for him doing the NSA oh, stuff? Oh, I know. Like came out of nowhere. I was like, okay, he was like, I pay you, and I'm like, who is this chick? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so so there was a scene where they were talking, mm-hmm. and I noticed one part. Where he was talking, yeah, and then it sh- it cut to her reaction, yeah, and I was like, "That's not really needed." Her reaction wasn't really needed, right. so I'm thinking that they don't have his version, or it's yeah. not a good enough line reading. Yeah. So they just they dropped they it they, they no they they cut to her and put yeah. it on her, yeah, and then he just recorded that line yeah. so that it could be used off screen, yeah, not yeah. him in on yeah. on camera, yeah. And I'm like, "What's what's going on <laughs> it here?" Happens a lot. And I think it was, there's also this moment in the film where Ezekiel essentially beds a random woman he found at the opera who happened to be sitting alone. I've been sitting alone and works for the NSA. And works for the NSA, but also like their pillow talk, like there's a line that he throws out and you can tell homie's mouth was not moving. And I was like, wow, you really, because they were missing context. So they had to drop in the context. To give you, like, why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, why he was, like, go, wanted to go home with her. Right. I, yeah, so that okay. was a major one for me. And then, like, the act one, act two is pretty is pretty self-explanatory if you decide to watch the movie. Um, I've said everything about, like, when it comes to, like, Dakota <laughs> Johnson playing the character and sure. how it's, like, she's not a bad actor. It's just this character is just not for her. Like, her, her being in a superhero tentpole movie, in my opinion... Just my honest opinion, but I think she's great in other things, and yeah, she killed like it in that. Um, what God. else? Oh my god! Before I get to the last ten minutes wow. of the film, <laughs> yeah, because then we go from there. Uh, it's just utter chaos. She's oh, the train, the, girls, the train, and it's basically cat and mouse. The, yeah, the, the movie is a, is a it's pretty much cat mm-hmm. and mouse. 
Um, and then they had to do the the recurring like uh, the foresight at least three or four times before they were like, okay, you get it now, because <laughs> they go through it. But they, I will say, they got me with the one of the last ones where they made you believe that she had actually messed up. It was, I think it was the diner scene before she gets to the diner. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like, you full-fledged believed that it was actually what was happening, but it was a premonition. Yeah, I think that, I think, I like, I, I do, I did like, I will say, the progression of her realization of her yeah. powers. Yeah. Like, the first time she was like, like, I don't know, I'm just seeing this on the tray. She was like, I don't know, I'm just seeing this, but I know you're going to die. Uh, come with me. Yeah. Whereas, the, go to the diner, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like. Like, okay, I have a plan, like, now, boom, like, let's do, like, oh, let's do this again. Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and she gets out. And then the third act, it's, like, pretty much her re- realization of power is, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can. Like, like you can't be in it. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't help them all at once. Yeah. And then she's, like, something like, I think I can. And then, you know, that's when she, madame webs <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> madame webs out. Um, oh, God. So... Now we're at the end. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm, I totally miss when she goes blind. Yeah. Um, I think everyone did. The red glasses. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me pull them up. What? Here. I just, I'm like, you, you could have just, you could, you, you could have used anything else. <laughs> you could have just. Oh, God. Oh, oh, in the hospital bed when all three of them are there. Yeah. She's blind and she, and then the, the, the nurse comes in. Yeah. And like the most slapsticky, like 2000s comedy type of thing where it's like, she was like, uh, are you guys immediate family? Oh yeah. And then, and then Dakota John, she's like, yeah, they're mine. And I was like, ah, <laughs> <sighs> yeah. crap. And then I was like, all right, cool. Like I get it. I was like, okay, this is how I was like, oh yeah, the, she's blind because that's her character. Um, and I was like, okay. And then, you know, she goes home. She's in a wheelchair. <laughs> first of all, wheelchair and the red glasses. Yeah, and she's in this nice penthouse. Where did she get this penthouse? <laughs> Who's ha- is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. Let me backtrack. Is yeah. that probably? Um, Ezekiel? No, no, no. Oh, oh, Maddie. Maddie. Maybe. Possibly. But they never. But there's nothing's ever a step. They're just in this nice. <laughs> They're just nice in this te- beautiful yeah. apartment. And it's they a all... window that looks like webs. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, come oh, on. That's, that's what I said on social. I was like. If you want a good drinking game, watch Madam Web and count every iteration of any spider thing. The the web is everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. The curtains. They're like, look at these curtains. They're webby. Yeah. Look at this this like silhouette of a window. It's webby. Yeah. The the earrings, they're webs. It's like, Jesus, I can't it's a spider movie, but also calm yeah down and then lastly it's it's <laughs> like i think i forget i forget if sydney seen you asked or it's like also oh, like what's what's next or something like that whatever yeah. it was yeah and then and then and it comes with this montage of like she was like oh like i know all of your future's potential yeah. and then it's them in their suits and everything and yeah. it's like and well how did how did they get the, like what's the like like how, how and how and why <laughs> Like, yeah. like you see them in their suits before, the, before even context. All you know yeah. is that he sees them in his, he sees them in his dream, and yeah. I need to stop them. Yeah. But then it's like it just, it just, it just stops after that. Like, yeah. Like okay, they're spider people, but how? Why? You can't just end the movie like that, thinking that there's 
going yeah. like you can't make a movie yeah. banking on that oh there's going to be a second movie for us to actually explain exactly. the three spider women right. and it's like no might as well just explain that now right. uh, and like why they're chosen yeah even if you don't see them in their suits yeah just say it's like okay well why them them like why those three and where did they get the power yes because like because then the the movie is just then the movie is just dakota johnson yeah if if there was no madam webb like title on it it Mm -hmm. would just be a um dakota johnson saving three girls from this creepy dude who wants to kill them from bad (laughs) spider-man Yeah. Which could have been a you could totally wrap that in, in another like it's story. Like, it's like the Fantastic Four scenario, the second one, the yeah. third one, if you want to call it the third one, third iteration, yes, where Michael B. Jordan was Johnny Storm. Like it, it did not resemble a Fantastic Four film at all, and if at all, barely because it just didn't follow any actual premise. It's like they had the elements, yeah, but they didn't work cohesively, and it, it again was like a vague similarity of what yeah. it's supposed to be and i think that that's a lot of this film as well is that it's a vague representation of what a spider-man universe film is but it's not yeah because yeah there's all these factors that are completely missing so it's like you're telling me there are millions of these spiders but then we're also not going to tell you how these girls specifically get powers and why they get those powers and there's no foreshadowing of how it could have happened other than they potentially kill ezekiel and, and that's then, it and that's it but then again now they're in <laughs> so she so cassandra got bit by a spider in the womb to counter react the mg diagnosis or disease that she would eventually have gotten otherwise but after the fight with ezekiel she's not only blind but she's also immobilized for whatever reason, and then she has the spinny wheelchair thing that was like a knockoff of Professor Xavier. I was, I, I was like, <laughs> is she paralyzed? I don't know. Like, did the did the sign crush her? No. Like, I don't remember being like, oh my god, like she's not gonna no, walk. I just she, remember, I just remember being like, oh, she's blind. She just got blasted into the water and she was fine. And then they did the cheesy thing of like, everyone, let's help her, like with yeah. <laughs> this resuscitation. I will, re- I will respect that because I needed like a little <laughs> yeah. foreshadowing thing sure. of like yeah yeah but i was like <laughs> did i miss something here no i was like what's with the wheelchair i don't know when she rolled because well, i did i didn't i didn't know that she was paralyzed i thought just thought she went blind so my first thought was like why does she need a wheelchair they have canes they have walking sticks nobody knows and she's again she's in the penthouse so is there an elevator how'd she get down is it big enough for whose penthouse is this <laughs> Did she magically become rich? I, I, exactly. Like, where's this money coming from? And it's like, and then, and I, and I know that the tribe, dude. Like, like now you're part of like this web type. Yeah. I was like, oh God. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we didn't God. even talk about him. Oh, <laughs> the responsibility line we have not mentioned once. What is it? What is it, Jeff? Oh my God. <laughs> Dakota Johnson's like, she was like, but I don't have the power or something like yeah. that. And then he goes, with responsibility. Comes, comes great, great power. power and i was like you and i was like <laughs> i was like god i was like there it, it is they just pissed all over that grave bingo <laughs> yahtzee our yeah. survey says oh my god. i can't deal i was just like oh my god it's such a hard time to be a spider-man fan <laughs> so it's so hard and it's like She's like, okay, she's a part of this web. God, yeah. I, I really want to retire the word web at this I know, point. Right. 
And it's, but it's like, she sees futures and I just, I felt, I mean, all you know from her prayers is that she can see the future. Yeah. And then she can go back and redo it. Mm-hmm. Or not even go back necessarily. She sees, she has foresight. Foresight. And she can, she has enough time to correct that course. That's right. Oh, she doesn't go she, back okay, anywhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah. Right. Like just very interesting. I, I, I don't know if I said this. I think I said it to somebody or it might have been just allowed to myself but i was like the more i talk about the film the more i don't like it at the time i was like it wasn't too bad i still think it's worse than morbius 100 percent worse than morbius and yeah. that's not me being biased that's me saying jared leto is a stronger lead than dakota i was gonna say dakota fanning than dakota johnson is yes a lead in their respective films yeah but yeah i I don't know. The more I think about it, I'm just like, man, if that film didn't have Sydney Sweeney in it, or maybe even just Adam Scott, like, I don't know. I don't know what would have even, I don't know. It man. just, it, it just. And also very quickly, we reshared this today, or at least I did. The, the director is the same director that hails from an episode of Succession yeah they also directed an episode of daredevil of daredevil from season two which is actually quite an excellent scene yeah or an excellent episode and it's kind of mind-blowing because yeah in that in that token is it's like it isn't the director which goes which goes to show it's it's never the artist exactly so it's none of their fault it really is kind of like whoever at sony pictures was like this needs to be changed. That needs to be changed. Da, da, da. It's like we need to include this, or yeah. this needs to be established. Force, they force-fed a lot of things. And now you're asking these writers who have yeah. probably worked on a script, yeah, for months, so and curious. then for them to hand it over, and the studio's like, actually, do you think they'll ever release the original script? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I mean, the press tour itself was interesting. Interesting to say the least. Yeah, like, the girls seemed really excited. You did kind of get the vibe that they actually don't talk at all. Because they even mentioned, they're like, I think they mentioned in an interview, they were like, oh, th- is there anybody you got along with really well in the cast? And they were like, yeah, we're actually all like, you know, we're texting a lot. Dakota doesn't read our texts, though. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> respond to any of their texts. So I was like, ooh. Not that everybody has to, but also, I was like, oh, wow. Probably didn't have to say that on mic. Yeah. But, but the entire run was, you know, very awkward and strange. And I get why she feels the way she does now. I mean, it is kind of. I mean, Dakota probably knows that. Yeah, 100%. Like, oh, like this is not going to. Yeah. Like, I heard she fired her agent after the first weekend. Oh, really? Because it did so bad. She was like, this is not good. Like, she really thought it was going to be something. But yeah. she probably didn't see the final. <laughs> and she hasn't. I don't think she I think she mentioned very recently. She's like, I haven't seen it yet. So <sighs> Yeah, it's awkward. <laughs> it's a it's awkward. just it's just not a It's not tight. It's just not yeah, it's not a cohesive not tight, story. No. It's a little a little all over the place, but it's just it's just the small inconsistencies that that cascade over yeah. throughout the movie where you're kinda like, okay, yeah. like what Let me just say if this film had actually been released in 2003, 
probably would have done would, a lot I think better. It would, I think it would hit. It would have done so much better. I think I agree. But because, and again, this is, like I said, like the fact that it's in this era of where films like Dune and Barbie and Oppenheimer and, and even, you know, like the Marvels is being released. Oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's a tough sell, man. I don't, I don't know about that. It is. So, yeah. Do you think? Do you think there's even a sliver of a chance that there will be a, a sequel or that she will appear in another film or that the three girls will be in another film? <laughs> and this this here, friends, is why I don't want them to pursue Black and Silver. Leave Felicia Hardy alone. <laughs> like, do not. Do not continue. I just don't see it ending well once this movie no. once this movie run is over in theaters. Yeah. I just it's just it's gonna be a it's gonna be a speck of dust in the wind. Yeah. Like it, you'd rather It's a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd rather just like let it like let it move on yeah. and then just hope and then we got summer coming. Yeah. So just movies okay. then. Question for you then. Follow up question. Do you believe that there is a chance that Sony will truly review what they have done here and and like think about what they're doing moving forward? I mean, if they haven't done it then, I don't know if they'll do it now. That's what I said. I said that exactly verbatim to someone else. I was like, if they haven't learned by now, they're not going to. Yeah. And they're just going to keep running at least, with it. At least DC did something. Yeah. Like they they recognized their mistakes. Mm -hmm. What they tried to do when Avengers first Avengers was coming out, yep. and Avengers Age of Ultron, yep. they were like, "Oh my God, we need to compete with this!" So boom, boom, boom. Here we go, Superman film. Boom, Batman v Superman. You're kind of like, and everybody at the time called it. They were like, "Whoa, what are we? What are you guys doing here?" Yeah. And they were like, "Nope, we gotta do. We gotta compete. We gotta compete." Da -da -da -da. Yeah. And it and it crumbled within the last yeah within the last year, and yep. until they took a hard look, and they were like, "You know what?" Mm -hmm. That's probably what wasn't the right thing to do. Yep. You know who could fix this? James Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> um, and so at least, and, and so they're making, and then even Superman Legacy is in, in filming now. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's DC, but they're, but hey, they've, they looked at, they looked in the mirror and they're like, all right, yeah. let's, let's do this right. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yes. Like obviously Sony. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it happened in Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy yeah spider-man 3, three with you know mm -hmm. they're like you have to have dancing toby yeah <laughs> you gotta the have that McGuire. you gotta have <laughs> you gotta have sandman and you gotta yeah. have venom yeah or you definitely gotta have venom mm -hmm. and then they're yeah. about to do spider-man 4 with raimi and yeah. then it was kind of just like Ooh. Yeah. yeah i mean every spider every spider thing they've done that's not animated yeah well, because it's a different production house. Which says a lot. Which I think people need to realize. Sony Pictures and Sony Pictures Animation, Animation. are two very, very different But segments. Sony as an umbrella, they're just like, like oh my God. Yeah. We did, like, they're, they're holding on to what is mm -hmm. a Sony-verse mm -hmm. or Spider-verse. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, we can. No. And it's like. <laughs> it doesn't work in live yeah. action. Yeah. Video game, you're good. Animation, you're golden. Live action, you gotta leave it. You gotta let it go. Like you gotta let it go. Like, like. Yeah. There's just. How no, are you letting no this it. go through? <sighs> it sucks. So if they if they they need to just mm. when it comes to at least the spider properties, yeah. They either need to sell their IP, mm. which they're not gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Or 
just come into agreement with whoever that the powers that be to be like, you know what? We were wrong. Yeah. Do, do you want to take these properties? Yeah. Make something creative out of it. Just let us handle X, Y, Z. You can handle A, B, C. Exactly. So I just don't know why they don't do it. It's so simple. You know what I mean? Like, it's so obvious, too. Like, mm-hmm. look what happened when you introduced Spider-Man in the MCU. Yep. A freaking hit. <laughs> and Sony took all the credit for that because, like, oh, see what happens when we let them have our... Pro- yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> not on you. No, no, no. Yeah. It's, it's what they did <laughs> exactly. for the character. Exactly. It's what Feige did yeah. for the character. Exactly so painful so i don't think i don't think there'll be a sequel i don't think there's gonna be a follow-up i'm gonna give it a resounding respectful hell nah yeah if they (laughs) if they dusted morbius like the sequel to morbius as i believe they have um they're not there's no way there's just no way it doesn't matter if it has a higher rotten tomato score or sent uh, critic you know, it's not sport. even that. It's eating it's, money. It's, it's eating money for them. Exactly. Exactly. So even if you only made it for 80 million, it's still, it's still eating money for you. It's 50 million they didn't make back. And that's just to meet that that budget. You know what I mean? That doesn't even include it. And now at this else. point, people are only going to watch it to be like, like, oh, yep. is it really as bad as Yo, people 100%. say it is? And yeah. Because you have half of those people are going to say that. And there's yep. other half people say like, I'm not going to spend my money on that. Exactly. Right. They're going to rip the heck out of it. So yeah, I, I just don't see <laughs> there's no future for Madam Web, ironically enough. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't know. But uh any other No, you're dead. <laughs> Jeff is done. He's already saluting. He's cut to the We Are Group salute. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I put on suggested reading. I just said nothing more than look. Dot 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 dot. Um read comics is what I'm saying, because the movie won't do you any favors. But as I mentioned previously, Check out The Gathering of the Five and the final chapter, which is essentially uh, 1998 Spider-Man around 440s um, for the uh, the whole her gaining immortality. And as well as Spider-Man Grim Hunt, um, which is roughly around Amazing Spider-Man 630-ish, um, which are two very good representations of the character, unlike the film. Um, and then other than that, read her intro in Spider-Man 210. Really good stuff. Um, and then the Julia Carpenter stuff is also really fun, especially when she's interacting with the modern day spiders like Gwen and Cindy and Miles. Um, but yeah, so with all that said, that is the end of the show. Oh, thank God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's probably what you said I was at the end of the movie. (laughs) As the credits rolled, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay. I gotta go. Um, thanks for listening. Next episode. So we're still weighing our options for upcoming episodes after this point. Uh, but some options do include Kingpin or even Sylvie, or maybe it's time for another X-Man. Ooh. I don't know. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. Uh, and finally, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. And we have a special We Are a Groot salute to Tyler, Sherry, Ed, Andrew, Edgar, Ashley, Robin, Laura, Katie, Ariel, Nats, Jenny, Chris, Andrea, Melanie, Joe, Liz, and Eve. Follow us on social at STRKC and TRST. And if you like what you hear, please review, rate, and subscribe. If you've made it this far into this episode, (laughs) thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. <laughs> we will catch y'all in the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye. You don't think this is weird? How we're all connected? It's honestly like the least weird thing that's happened all day. <laughs> <laughs>